Welcome to the DFW Child Podcast, a place for local parents to tell their stories, share mom truths, and dig deeper into real issues, all while celebrating this crazy, challenging, beautiful journey called parenthood. Let's welcome our host, Brittany McElroy. Usually this time of year brings lots of holiday excitement, which for a lot of people means getting together with family. But like everything in 2020, that's a little more complicated this year because of COVID. It's a big struggle. It's uh, hard and it stinks. Because both of her kids are in school and she teaches in a school, Emily Jacoy says family get-togethers for Thanksgiving probably are not happening this year. Well, my son's in a private school but he's a toddler and two so he's not wearing a mask yet during the day I think they're going to start training them to wear masks but not only do I have my own family to worry about I also have the health and safety of my kids there in person and the other students in my children's classrooms so with all that being said and having high risk family members like adults that I mean, my parents are obviously in the higher age range. They recently did an outdoor socially distanced family get together. And while it was great to see her parents, it was also really hard to explain to her five-year-old why she couldn't hug her grandparents. We had a birthday in the family recently where we put up a, we ate outside. The kids were in my brother's front lawn and um, we had my parents on the opposite end of the deck with a table separating them and they were wearing a mask when they weren't eating but like it it provided a barrier so that the kids couldn't run up and get in their personal space so they we could keep their distance and stayed outside at the same time we we are huggers in this family so the tears that ensued uh, at the beginning and end of the night were very hard <laughs> As badly as she would like to have a big family Thanksgiving dinner, she's trying to keep things in perspective. As a parent, it's my responsibility to raise a caring child. And I've tried to explain to her that the way we show that we care right now are through our actions and what we do to keep others safe. And that's how we show them that we love them right now. But it was hard. Since they have a little more time off at Christmas, they might try to figure out a way to see family then, but even that concerns her. I think that we're going to maybe try to uh, just isolate at the beginning of it and get a rapid COVID test. I listened to my pediatrician um, talk in length about how to do it, and obviously epidemiologists and um, my pediatrician have been saying the same thing, that like, family get-togethers just shouldn't happen over the holidays, but obviously, like, family is the what's most important over the holidays, and people are going to, like, have to find a way to do it safely, so that's what I have heard um, suggested, and I'm thinking that's probably what we're going to do. Families all over are having these same conversations and having to make the same tough decisions about what to do. And the truth is, there are no great solutions. Dr. Carla Garcia-Carino is an infectious disease specialist at Children's Medical Center in Plano. And she says as much as people don't like to hear it, 
The safest option is not to do in-person family gatherings with people outside of your household. The CDC and the AAP have uh, re have guidelines recommending uh, kind of like what to consider. These are important factors to consider. And of course, the, the least uh, risk factor situation will be if you stay with people of your household. Um, and uh, even though it, it may sound uh, difficult to do because everybody wants to visit the loved ones, uh, doing a virtual meeting will be the safest. So you need to kind of like balance what is the risk that I'm willing to take uh, and, and in the community, in my family uh, um, group, uh, what are the risk factors I need to consider? But if you are going to do in-person holiday gatherings anyway, Dr. Garcia Carreno says there are some things you can do to make them safer. First, keep the numbers small. The more people you have, the greater the risk. Also, do things outside whenever possible. Ventilation is really, really important. As we said, it's mostly to the respiratory route. So if you have an outdoor a setting where the ventilation, of course, is going to be the best, if it's too cold and you're going to move it indoors, uh, try to have open windows, um, you know, make sure your uh, ACs and heating are working fine. Uh, and so those are things that you need to consider. Uh, trying to wear masks when you're not eating. I mean, that's another thing that it would be ideal. Um, and and, and I, I think that's going to be Part of our normal lives, our new normals, uh, our masks uh, are, are key and they have shown to prevent a spread of COVID, um, mostly from the person that is wearing the mask uh, towards another people, other people. Another tip, avoid buffet style serving when it's time to eat. Where people go and serve, each, of, each individual will serve themselves. That's actually riskier because everybody's like putting their, their hands in the meal. So it's better to designate one person and preferably that person to wear a mask, uh, serving the meals for everybody. So that's, uh, and of course, good, good hand washing, good hand hygiene before, before serving. Trying to see different groups from different households sitting six feet apart from one each other, that would be uh, ideally. If your family get-togethers include travel, she says taking into consideration the COVID numbers both where you live and where you're going is important. You don't want to bring COVID from a high activity area to a low activity area. Uh, but if you're going to make that decision, you know, traveling by car, if the distance is uh, uh, not that far, will be ideal. If you're going to use public transportation, always wear your mask. Be uh, very conscientious of your hand hygiene. Um, and if you can, quarantine yourself or isolate yourself for 14 days before traveling, that's also uh, something else that has been uh, proposed. So uh, try to limit your contact with other people outside your household as much as possible before traveling. So you have your isolation time. The COVID numbers in the DFW area are moving in the wrong direction for her to feel good about lots of people getting together for holiday parties. I'm worried that we're going to hit a second peak in, 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 in the fall uh, season. So the most current numbers that I just looked a little while ago, we had 750 cases in one day uh, uh, yesterday in the Dallas uh, County. So um, I don't like the direction it's taken. So again, this is, this is not over. A lot of us may have run to the COVID fatigue, you know, like, oh my God, I'm so tired of being isolated and, and, and wearing a mask or... Please don't, don't give up. Don't give up because I know all together we'll, we can beat this virus, uh, but we need to be together with this. Um, socially distanced, but together. 
She also says you should take into consideration the risk factors of those who might be involved in an extended family gathering. The higher the risk factors, the more careful everyone needs to be. Those with underlying conditions like hypertension, diabetes, obesity, heart and lung problems. So those are things that also, you know, those grandparents, uh, we need to really think about them and, and, and keep them safe. People without symptoms can, can still transmit the disease. So it doesn't matter that you feel well, that you don't have a fever, uh, because you can still transmit it. So it's, it's, it's really important to... Uh, be as safe as possible and kind of like wait, okay, these are the risks that I'm willing to take. These are the safety measures and I'm going to make sure I take and then analyze. So actually the CDC has a good plan for low risk, moderate risk and high risk and probably you have seen it. So I think it's, it's, it's um, really important to take a look at that and, and kind of decide based on your own uh, situation. So as we know, the... Um, incubation period for COVID is uh, two to 14 days. That's the reason why if you isolate yourself 14 days prior to the meeting, you're going to de uh, decrease the chances that you may have been infected. And if you were that you pass it, you know, uh, safely without passing it to somebody else that you're going to, you're going to meet with. Of course, if there is anybody that has any symptoms at all, that person and their household should remain at home because if somebody has a fever or even a little uh, toddler with a runny nose, we don't know if that's COVID. I mean, it's so non-specific. We have people that are infected, people that are from asymptomatic to really sick in the ICU. So uh, it's a variety of uh, manifestations that uh, uh, it's hard to predict. Is this, is this COVID? Is this just a common cold? So definitely trying to... Um, avoid those situations if you if somebody is symptomatic in the family that's that's key that, that person and the household shouldn't be attending the gathering dr garcia carino does have a few ideas for making the holidays special in the midst of the pandemic i mean still you can do your virtual visits and you can play a family game virtually and and you can do a secret santa uh virtually i mean you can you can be creative and see how you're gonna you know, select who is going to be your secret Santa and then plan and send a gift by mail uh, in advance. Uh, it's very important that we involve the kids in the decoration of our homes when we are uh, putting the Christmas tree, when we're putting the decorations outside. Um, uh, it's really important to have them involved so they can feel the season uh, and they can be part of the, uh, of the uh, decoration and, and fun planning activities. Um, also play music that is holiday music and have them you know in in the in the spirit of, of holidays uh, have them do ho uh, holiday craft play holiday uh, songs um, decorate uh, I think those things um, are, are important and again kids are really resilient and they're smart so if we explain to them why we're doing these things, why this year is different, why is it important if you have a child two years and older to wear a mask, you know, that to wear a mask, they understand that, they, that, that this is kind of like their con contribution to end this pandemic as soon as we can. And uh, like wearing a mask is like wearing your superhero uh, mask because they're gonna be part of this difficult task to end this pandemic. The conversations with your family or in-laws about how to celebrate holidays might be difficult, especially if you don't agree. If you are struggling with how to have that conversation, 
go back and listen to episode eight. That was all about communicating with your spouse or partner. But Dr. Harville Hendricks says the same principles can be really useful in having difficult conversations with other loved ones, too. Well, I think, again, to make an appointment, say we need to talk about Thanksgiving this year. And are you available to talk about that for now? And, uh, and, and first of all, is there something you would like to say about how you would like Thanksgiving to go? And then when they say it, mirror them back. So the way you would like Thanksgiving to go, blah, 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 blah. Am I, am I getting all this? And is there more about that? So they've now spoken. And so they've, first of all, they've been honored, recognized, and esteemed. You can say, well, are you available for me to tell you where we are about this? And since you've been so a holding of them by listening to them, they probably will say, well, sure, sure. We just expect y'all going to come. Say, well, that's what we want to, we want to talk about. So, so can you just kind of let me talk for a minute and listen to me? And I'd really like you to tell me back what you heard me say. Would, that, would you be willing to do that? You can, in other words, you can train people to mirror you if you do it sort of naturally. Because really important that I say it right and that and that I and, and that you hear me that I'm and, and I'll be responsible for that and then say you know this year we've thought about this a lot and we can imagine that we're going to be disappointing to people because we just we've decided we just can't come it's too dangerous for us to get out and we know that may be dis- you know then say that and be empathic with them and say all that and say, can you tell me back now what, what you heard me say? I want to be sure I'm saying this clearly enough. You don't say, I want to be sure you're hearing me. You want to say, I want to be sure I'm saying this clearly enough so that, that, uh, you, that, that you really get where we are. And they'll say, well, um, yeah, no, tell, tell me what I said. Uh, and they'll say, well, you said you're going to disappoint us this weekend. You said, yes, I that, that's what I said, basically. I said, I know this is going to be disappointing. In other words, don't argue with them. Don't correct them. Don't say you didn't hear me right. Uh, or you didn't hear the, the sadness in my own voice about this. Just say, yeah, uh, you, you got a piece of that. And I also said that we are really sad about this. So that you don't let them pull you into a, uh, a, 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 a tiff about it. And if I can just relax and say, hey, is now a good time to talk? Or somebody says something to me, let me see if I got that. If I got it, you said um, that things work most of the time without, without uh, you just have tension, but you don't have conflict. And tension is great because there's difference. Conflict is unnecessary because everybody's different. So we just get clear what the difference is and accept it. A few other points Dr. Garcia Carino made during our conversation. First, she said it's incredibly important to get your flu shot this year. She thinks it's always important, but even more so with COVID. She also says Black Friday shopping in stores is one holiday tradition you should definitely skip this year. I think a lot of stores have already switched to that COVID mode and they're not doing um, an in-person Black Friday, but an online uh, Black Friday. And so if you can do your holiday shopping and your uh, Black Friday holiday uh, shopping, sorry, your Black Friday uh, shopping, try to do it online. (laughs) Traditions are such an important part of the holidays, but we might have to get a little creative about how we celebrate them this year. 
On our next podcast episode, we'll talk about the importance of tradition, and we want to hear about yours. Send a voice recording of you or your kids talking about your favorite holiday traditions with your family. Send it to podcast at dfwchild.com and you might be featured in our next episode. Be sure to follow DFW Child on Facebook and Instagram so we can continue the conversation and check out the helpful parenting resources on dfwchild.com. Until next time.